in this episode of the Rest-Based Weight Loss Podcast Series, I am going to provide some weight loss tips for working moms. For those of you that are moms, you're working, so you're taking care of children, home, families, and you're out there working. I want to just share some weight loss tips for you, but in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I am a nutrition consultant. I'm a lifestyle coach. I'm a stress management coach. I'm a mom of three. <laughs> and rest-based weight loss is uh, rest-based weight loss is a series that provides you the tools that you need to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. As a matter of fact, rest-based weight loss was inspired by the fact that I, as a working mom, that I was able to achieve my weight loss goals four years ago in losing 33 pounds and going down from a size 10 down to a size three dress size in five months without <clears throat> dieting, without painful exercise, without all of those things. What I did was I changed certain very specific areas of my lifestyle very specific areas of my lifestyle that allowed my metabolism to balance itself out and a lifestyle that allowed me to keep stress to a minimum so that the weight loss just happened. It just kind of happened naturally. And that's what rest-based weight loss is all about. It's about allowing your metabolism to do the work by treating your metabolism well. Now, the reason why different weight loss strategies work differently for other people is because we all have different, our imbalances come from different areas. Our imbalances come from different aspects of our lives. Uh, for example, someone who grew up physically active, an athletic person, who grew up in a nice wholesome home, you have a very different metabolism and a very different perspective of eating and movement than someone who grew up in a home um, where uh, your parents were obese or your parents were overweight and you grew up and you weren't athletic, you weren't coordinated, um, you weren't very physically active. You grew up in a home where there was a lot of eating out, a lot of snacking, a lot of emotional eating. So you too have two completely different metabolisms, two completely different sets of stressors. So you guys require two completely separate strategies for weight loss. And that's what rest-based weight loss aims to do. Teach you what your strategy needs to be based on who you are as a person, and then give you the tools to be able to make that lifestyle transition, that lifestyle transformation, so that your weight loss can just happen naturally. Okay. So if you want to know more about those lifestyle areas, those lifestyle areas that you have to change. And if you're interested in receiving support on how to change them, then the very first launch of the Total Body Transformation Program is happening. It's going down January 21st. It's the first launch. I have a great group of women already signed up, ready to go. We're already starting with our stressor quiz, our neurotransmitter quizzes. We're going to get ready to dive in to the nutrition challenge for this total body transformation group that's launching on January 21st. So if you want to join us, I want you to go to operationfixmylife.com slash coaching. The link is in the description of this episode. Okay. All right. So I, as I mentioned, I 
was, am a working mom. I have three girls. My oldest is about to turn 13. My God. Um, my middle is nine and a half. My little one is six. So my weight loss journey was definitely in between all of those, you know, in between the pregnancies. I, those pregnancies were not planned. (laughs) None of them were. So uh, I'm sure you can imagine that, you know, just, you know, trying to lose weight, lose the baby weight, um, and, and, and get a handle on my health and, and those things in between my pregnancies, those were failures. Those were failures for a variety of reasons. The, the core of the reason why I was not able to achieve or sustain any of my weight loss results was because I was attempting weight loss strategies that completely conflicted with my, just my nature, just my meta my metabolic nature. Um, I also was an emotional eater and I was addicted to food. I was a food addict. Um, that's not, so I don't say that in a dramatic way. When I use the term food addict or food addiction, I mean the same type of physical response that someone gets from um, getting high or doing drugs. That's the same type of physical response I got when I would eat. And so the only difference between uh, someone who does drugs and someone who's addicted to food is that sort of the overdose, you know, overdosing on food, um, that produces more long-term health impacts and health, you know, health effects, effects on weight. Of course, that's just the physical response of what that, what overdoing it does, but then there are internal health implications as well. So for me, it was, you know, anytime I would find something even remotely that could even work for my lifestyle. I mean, anytime that I found an exercise program or a diet program that could fit in seamlessly with me, like raising three kids and going to work full time, my emotional eating and my food addiction would always sabotage those results. So what the difference for me really came down to, um, the difference for me really came down to not only finding a weight loss strategy that fit in seamlessly with my responsibilities at work and at home, but then also getting a handle on the the food addiction, getting a handle on my emotional eating. So I had to, I had to do both. I had to do both. I had to do both of those things simultaneously. If I number one actually wanted to lose weight. And if I, number two, actually wanted to keep it off and sustain those results. So my first tip to those of you that are working moms is that the journey that you are embarking on is a two part journey. It's a two part journey that actually requires two completely different roads that have to be traveled at the same time. If you want to sustain any of those, the results that you achieve. So in other words, you can find the perfect weight loss strategy that allows you to still go to work, that allows you to still take care of your family and take care of your home. However, if the second part of that journey is not being uh, traveled as well, then the results that you get, you can lose, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 pounds. And then as soon as you hit, you know, some sort of stumbling block or roadblock or a plateau, of some sort, then your responsibilities at work and at home are going to take over. They're going to take over. And then slowly, but surely you're going to gain the weight back. 
If you are a working mom and you already have experience with weight loss, then you already know what I'm saying. You have already experienced what it feels like to be pretty diligent, to, to diligently pursue a weight loss program or weight loss strategy, get some results. But today you find yourself, um, pounds heavier. You find, you find yourself 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, maybe 40 pounds heavier than you were a few years ago. I also want to comment on the fact that for women, I mean, I don't want to throw an arbitrary percentage on there, but the majority of our weight issues stem from hormones, stem from hormonal issues. So where you're at hormonally is going to determine if you lose weight at all. You know, if you are right in the thick of menopause, in addition to working full time, in addition to taking care of your kids who are, yeah, they're a little bit older now, but they still require your time and attention then your journey is, is your journey is not a, Oh, I just have to get back to the gym and I have to start eating right type of journey. Abs that's, that's like, that'll get you 30% of the way there. Your journey involves bringing some sort of balance to your hormones that are completely in flux right now. Uh, bringing some sort of, uh, bringing some sort of stress, stress limitations and stress management to, your inability to be able to sleep at night because of hot flashes, bringing some stress management to, um, the, the up and down, like the mood swings, you know, that you experience and, and the emotional swings that you experience on a regular basis. I mean, those are about three to four different journeys right there that you have to travel all at once. Okay. And the same for those of you that are perimenopausal, you, your, your, um, your cycles are irregular. You get a cycle like once every three months or once every four months. You don't know when your next cycle is going to come. Uh, ladies, we have it tough. <laughs> you know, we have it tough when it comes to this weight loss thing because it's not, it's very different for men. All men really have to do, uh, all men really have to do, they just have to activate testosterone and human growth hormone. And, and those hormones take care of everything else. If they just get into the gym, if they just start eating right, if they exercise in order to activate testosterone and human growth hormone, then those two hormones are going to burn fat and build muscle for them at the same time. It's very, very simple for them. They don't have, they don't have too many other hormones involved in, in, their, in their weight loss journeys. But for us women, for those of us that are still getting a cycle, we have the week or we have the monthly estrogen and progesterone drop-offs, you know, that impact our, that impact our weight, that impact our water retention, that impact uh, our cravings. Okay. For those that are perimenopausal, you have, you have those hormonal impacts, but they're so irregular. And the thing about estrogen and progesterone is those two hormones actually aid in our ability to tolerate carbohydrates, aid in our ability to shed water weight, and aid in our ability to burn fat. So if we're perimenopausal, if we're in menopause, and those hormones are decreasing, declining, then we are losing our aids in being able to maintain weight. We're losing our aids in fighting off belly fat. So it's very complicated. It's really complex. So my second tip for those of you that are working moms 
is to see where where are you right now in in your home hormonal life where are you at and then whatever goals you have like if you look at your body in the mirror or if you look at the number on the scale and you say I want the number on the scale to be this or I want my body to look like this I need you to be uh I I need you to be realistic I need you to to dig down deep into those goals that you have and be realistic about whether or not you're able to achieve them at, in the in this phase in this stage of life that you're in right now. I'm not saying that the goal weight that you have or the body that you want to achieve is impossible. It's not impossible. It's not impossible at all. But the road, the road to get there Number one, there are going to be multiple roads. And depending on where you're at hormonally, you may not really be able to travel all of those roads at the same time. So for example, if you're right in the thick of menopause, you have a goal weight and you have a certain way that you want your body to look and you want to burn belly fat and you want to feel better. You want to sleep better. You want to get rid of the mood swings. You want to get rid of the hot flashes. Those are four different strategies that you actually won't be able to travel or implement at the same time. So for you, you might have to travel down one road at a time. You might have to burn fat first and then build some muscle and then work on the belly fat and then transition your lifestyle to feeling better and sleeping better and minimizing hot flashes. All right. So working moms you know, the mom part of you, the female part of you, you have to look at that first, see where you're at and then, uh, be realistic with what it is that you can possibly, what you can achieve and then decide and make the decision, make the commitment that, uh, and, the, and be determined to travel one road at a time. Okay. So what's the biggest issue that, uh, that's blocking us working moms from being able to achieve our goal weight? The biggest issues are time and energy, right? I mentioned in uh, one of my podcast episodes, I I think it was the one that, uh, the one, yeah, the lose weight while you're working an office job, that episode. I think I mentioned the fact that when I first started coaching, when I first started helping other people lose weight, after achieving my results and after learning and learning uh, so much more about what it requires, what weight loss actually requires, sustainable weight loss, my very first demographic that I targeted was working moms. That was the very first population that I worked with. And I always started off asking, what is stopping you from being able to achieve your goals right now? Like what's blocking you from being able to lose weight on your own? Why do you need support? And the 98% of the time, the two top answers were, well, I don't have the time to do the things that I feel I need to do to lose weight. And I'm just, I'm, uh, my energy is crap. I don't have the energy. I wake up early. I get my kids ready. I go to work. I come home. I get the house ready. I get dinner ready. Uh, I do bedtimes and bath times and homework help and all of those things. And then before you know it, it's the end of the day and I'm pooped. No time no energy. And what's so funny is that pursuing a weight loss, pursuing a weight loss plan and pursuing weight loss goals will actually create the energy 
that you need to work out. (laughs) It'll create the energy that you need to prepare and plan ahead. So it's, it's a catch 22 and it's a, it's a cycle that we find ourselves in. It's a chicken and the egg kind of uh, roadblock that we find ourselves in. So what we have to do is very similarly to what I was talking about or what I stated in the episodes, uh, lose weight while you're working a dust job. Us working moms, we have to follow the same steps. We have to follow the same steps. But instead of putting our jobs, uh, uh, you know, putting our health above our jobs and putting our health over our jobs, we have to essentially do something that I mentioned in the first episode, which is we have to put both, we have to put our health above both of both our family and our jobs. Now, I might be sounding like a heretic right now. I may, like, I may, you may want to stone me or you may be judging me really harshly for me saying to put your health above your family. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to leave you with this and then we're going to pick this up in tomorrow's episode where where I'm actually going to give you the tips and strategies for working moms to lose weight. I'm going to leave you with this. I discovered years ago that I was relying on my job and my family to define my happiness. I placed the responsibility and the role for my happiness onto my kids and my husband and onto my employer. So if I was not happy with myself, it was because of something my kids and my husband were doing or something because of something that was happening at work. And once I realized that I was placing the responsibility for my happiness on my job and on my kids, I decided that I was going to make a change and I was going to take responsibility for my happiness. And so I did some soul searching. I had a conversation with myself and I said, Lene, what is it about you that you, that makes you unhappy? What is it about your life that you're unhappy with? And I did some digging and I pulled, I wrote down all of the areas of my life that I was not, that, that I wasn't happy with. And one of those things I wrote down was my weight. I was so unhappy with my weight. I was unhappy with the way that my body looked. I was unhappy with how unhealthy that I, I was. I was, I was miserable with being so out of control and so addicted to food and not being able to, to have any, and place any boundaries around the food that I was eating. And so when I, when I realized that my weight was one of the sources of my, of my unhappiness, I decided to put the pursuit of my happiness through changing my health I decided to put that first. I decided to put that first and foremost above my job and above my family. Now, what do I mean by putting my health above my family? I mean that once I, once I place, once I allow my family to, um, once I allow them to manipulate me, So I'll just give an example because I don't want this to sound too abstract. If your kids are fed, if they're content, if they're all good, if they have everything they need, 
then I am going to need you putting yourself above your family is saying, now that you all have everything you need, mommy is going to take about 15 to 20 minutes to herself. Putting your health above your family is husband. I need you for like 15 to 20 minutes. Make sure the kids don't die. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to, I'm going to do my workout or I'm going to get my, my rest and relaxation. I'm going to get a bubble bath in. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to do some journaling. Okay. Um, that's what, that's what putting your health above your family looks like. Uh, Us as moms, we place so much of the onus of 100% of our free time being devoted to our family. We put so much of that onus on ourselves and we do it in the name of, well, I just want to be a good mom. I just need, I need to take care of my family. They haven't seen me all day. I've been gone all day. I've been at work all day. Like they need me. We put that onus on ourselves in the name of like being there for our kids and being there for our spouses, but we don't realize that we're doing two things in the process. Number one, we are not, uh, we're not exposing our kids and our spouses to the reality of the fact that we're not always going to be there for them. We're just not. There are going to be some things that our kids, especially as they grow up and get older and move out of the nest, there are going to be some things that they are going to have to uh, deal with and go through and you're not going to be there. You're not going to be physically present to talk them through it. Okay? So I believe, and this is me personally, and you may take offense to this and I apologize if you do. But I believe that every time I expose my kids to a block of time where they do, where they can't, they can't access me for things that they want. Needs, yes, of course. If somebody falls down, gets hurt, you know, if they're bleeding, you know, if they're hungry or something like that. I'm not talking about needs. I'm talking about wants. If they're content and they're taken care of, if I don't expose them to blocks of time where they can't physically see or or mentally understand that mom needs time. Mom needs time to prioritize her health. Then what I'm doing, number one, is I'm raising them to give all of themselves to other people and not take any time to take care of themselves. So I'm actually demonstrating, I'm teaching them that everything and everyone else comes above them. Okay? Take a minute to think about how you feel right now when you feel like the whole entire world's responsibilities is on your shoulders and everyone comes above you. Think about how that makes you feel for a second, emotionally and mentally. Those nights when you are drained and you just need a freaking break. Think about how you feel in those moments when you're like, I just need a break. And there, and, and there is no one that can come and relieve you for just a few minutes so that you can just breathe. Think about, uh, you know how that feels. Now imagine your children growing up 
and feeling the same exact way on a, a consistent basis because they saw you do it. And through seeing you do it, they learned subconsciously, they learned that this is what life has to be. When I grow up, when I become an adult, when I get married, when I have a family and I'm a working mom or I'm a working parent, my kids and my job and my spouse, everything is going to come above my needs. That's what you're teaching them. Okay. So number one, if you really actually want to be there for your children and be there for your family and be there for your, your spouse and, you know, if you want to be there for them, then part of being there for them is not just meeting their basic needs. It's rearing them and teaching them how they need to treat themselves and treat other people when they become adults, how they need to operate in the world. And the only way they're going to learn that part, how to operate in the world, they're only going to learn that based on what it is that they see. So by you saying, okay, now it's time. Is everybody fed? Everybody's good? Okay, good. Now that you all are good, mommy is going to go take 20 minutes and do, and do a workout or do some meditation or do some journaling. Okay. And I'll be back in 20 minutes. You showing your family, you demonstrating that to them, that is teaching them to take care of themselves, to make sure that their health stays a priority even as they grow up and they start families. All right. So that's number one. Number two. You being for you sacrificing time and energy to be there 100% for your family and not devoting any of that time and energy to yourself is actually killing you in the long run. So you want to be, you want to be there in the moment. Like you want to be there right now because you want to evade the guilty feelings of actually taking time for yourself. So it's not just that you want to, you know, you feel guilty uh, taking any time away from your kids and your spouse because you've been at work all day. So you're not spending all of your time and sacrificing time for yourself just because you've been at work all day. No, you just don't want to feel guilty. You're escaping the feelings of guilt. You would much rather sacrifice your health in order to not feel the guilt of actually taking time for yourself. But here's what that, here's what that does. I discovered this years ago. I, I stand by this and I apologize once again, if this offends you, what you're doing is actually selfish. That's a selfish act to not take time for your health because you want to escape the feelings of guilt of not, of, of spending even more time away from your family. It's selfish because in the long run, over time, as you get older, as your kids grow up and move away, because you are digging yourself into an early grave by going to work, you know, because you're working full time, you're taking care of your family and you're not taking care of your health. So you're shortening your lifespan. You're not going to be there for your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids. You're not going to be alive long enough 
to even be there for them. Or as you get older, you're going to start experiencing severe and chronic health issues and diseases where now your kids, your older kids are going to have to be either spending, taking time, investing time in taking care of you or being so emotionally drained and frazzled and emotionally distraught over your illness and your sickness from not taking care of yourself right now. So, so in the immediate, in the immediate term, you're gratifying your family by physically and emotionally being present for them right now and sacrificing your health. But in the long term, the type of trauma that's awaiting them, if you number one, come down with some uh, terrible or chronic illness or disease that takes you out of this world early, or number two, come down with some sort of terrible illness or chronic disease where your kids are going to have to grow up and watch you suffer till the end of your life because you're not taking care of yourself right now. All right. So tomorrow we're going to talk about now that we know that as a working mom, it's your responsibility to take care of yourself. Number one, to demonstrate to your kids how to take care of themselves. And number two, to make sure that you are healthy and whole enough all the way to the end of your life to still be here for them. So now that we know that this is important, come back tomorrow. Okay. Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow I will give you some tips and strategies that you can start implementing right now to start prioritizing your health and start losing weight. All right. Sorry to be so hard on you in this episode. I get really passionate about this. I get really passionate about these things. All right. Once again, uh, check out operationfixmylife.com slash coaching. If what I said in this episode is already hitting home and resonating with you, then I want you to check out that link. I want you to join us January 21st. We're kicking off. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. 